Yo, 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 good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you at right now in the world. Happy Fuck Work Friday to y'all on this beautiful Friday. Thank y'all for tuning in to another Camper Chronicle Productions. This is the Bringing the Wood podcast, and I am your host, D. Wood, up to some real good on this day. Thank y'all for tuning in again, man. Uh, Thank y'all for tuning in yesterday to the Thursday preview kickoff episode. Thanks to the big homie Chase for coming through and holding it down, bringing that Niner knowledge and just giving me his his takes on basketball, on NFL, on the game, what his predictions was. He was definitely right. He definitely picked the Bills, and we'll get into that a little bit later. But, man, thank y'all for tuning in. Again, dog, this is was beautiful. I'm trying to get I'm gonna try to get him in here once a once a week, man, to get somebody else in here so we can get some back and forth and I can pick somebody else's brain about this sports and just the way we love where we love the sports world. So uh you know stay tuned to that. Y'all gonna hear more guest speakers and, and guest podcasters dropping and just bringing the love and bringing the sports knowledge like like we love to do on this on this here platform, dog. So again, stay tuned and just keep your head on the swivel because I got big things coming in the future. And oh yeah. And now we turn in Fridays into football Fridays. So we ain't talking. This is going to be the only time you're going to hear me say something about basketball. And that's me telling y'all, we're not talking about basketball or no other sport on Fridays. Fridays are football Fridays. We'll talk NFL and we'll talk college. Hell, if I start getting enough information, we're going to talk high school football. You know what I'm saying? But I really love college ball. I'm really a college football junkie. I even, I even prefer it a little bit over the NFL. So I'll definitely give y'all some games to watch over this weekend, some players to look out for. And, uh, you know, y'all get to, get to see just my little, my, little, my little enamored mind and the things I like and just how I really enjoy college football. And if you're not really a college football fan, hey, this will help bring you into it slowly. And I'll just give you a few games to watch and people to look out for. And you just let me know how you really feel about college football. But we'll get into that at a different time. We're going to talk uh, just some little quick NFL news before we get into the game. Lamar Jackson and the Ravens don't come to an agreement on a new deal for him before the season. And the Ravens offered a couple of deals. But obviously, we all know it's the guaranteed bread, man. They... That man want that two fifty. He like, hey, Watson got two fifty. I want two fifty. But again, like I said, Lamar ain't scared to go out there and play football, bro. But I know deal, bro. He got he he got faith and confidence in his game and in himself that he gonna get the job done and he gonna just show his worth. And um, I'm happy he gonna do that. They got the Jets week one. Uh, it's gonna be fun. I think he gonna show out this year. I definitely think he gonna put on another MVP type year if he stays healthy. And I think that they're going to just, it's just going to put a, not even dig him in the hole because it ain't going to be no hole because he's going to be worth it. You know what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm cheering for Lamar. I really hope he go out there and ball out and get that money that he deserves, bro, because he's definitely one of the better players in the league and one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL. And, um, man, the Ravens don't go without him for real, for real, man. I know it sounds good. Tyler Huntley and all those dudes look good, but Ravens ain't going nowhere without Lamar Jackson. But uh, we'll see, you know. We we in due time. He said he's focused strictly on the Ravens and playing football and playing quarterback. He said he won't talk about the deal until next offseason. So I respect that. You keep that over there to the side. And I'm going to focus on being the Baltimore Raven quarterback and winning football games. I like that. That's how you handle it. And, and good luck to Lamar again. And also, man, the Titans, my Titans, we extended our strong safety. Amani Hooker gave him a three-year extension for thirty over $33 million. It's well-deserved. Like I, He's not like a superstar safety. He ain't even made no Pro Bowls. But he's a very good strong safety for us. He plays a great role for us. He can play in the box. He covers tight ends. He covers the slot. He blitzes. He can play in the box. He can play single high when we bring Bayard down to cover. Like, he just pairs well with Kevin Bayard. And like I said, he's not, he ain't never made no Pro Bowls on an All-Pro, so he's just not like this elite dude. So obviously, he's upgradable, but he's a definitely starter, you know? He's not a uh, he's not a, a hindrance out there on the field. He's not somebody you're going to point at on the film and go at, you know? So I definitely like that. He's worth the money. I'm, I'm glad he got his, I'm glad he got his little paper, you know? And I think that'll make you a more motivated player, especially being a third-round pick, you know what I'm saying, out of Iowa. Come through, show your keep, become a starter on this team, and, and you know, be a focal point on the defense. So, shout out to him getting his money. He'll definitely, uh, I think it helps you play better. You know, you got a little money in your pocket, you play with some confidence. So, the team trusts you. We give you this money because we like what you do. So, shout out to Hooker for getting his bread. Uh, getting his bread, man. And he's, like I said, a good player, not a great player, but an, but an above average player. So, you know, if you know anything about 
the University of Iowa. Their DBs are just smart players. They're not great players, but they're just always in the in the right place at the right time. And it's a bunch of Iowa DBs around the league that that are just some solid, just solid players. And you know, they 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 earned their keep, and he earned his keep over here for the Titans. So uh, hopefully, he got a big year in store. Maybe he can get to that Pro Bowl, and he can continue to get better because he's definitely gotten better season by season. But there was one game played on Thursday, and I must say, it was entertaining. It was definitely entertaining. Sloppy. It was definitely sloppy on both parts, but entertaining nevertheless. Rams and Bills put on a show. I was definitely thoroughly entertained. I can't say, I can't, I don't know if you were, but I was I was thoroughly entertained. Um, they raised the banner, rings up, Odell was there, Vaughn, everybody. Vaughn back, but he back with the Bills, you know. He even said in the interview that uh, he, he came out early and was warming up on the Rams side and they had to come, you know, walk politely tell him like, ah, oh, bro, like, nah, you on the other end, which was probably funny, a little awkward, but you know, you was just there last year with them boys holding it down. So you do what, what, what's normal, what's normal to your mind. But, uh, that was probably the last of, of anything. They were definitely sloppy on both ends. Uh, we'll start with the bills, but, uh, Josh Allen, but he had three touchdowns. He threw two picks also was sacked twice. Um, 297 yards passing. Uh, like I said, four total touchdowns through three round one. Like I said, two picks. Uh, they sacked him twice. Uh, Stefan Diggs, eight catches, 122 yards in the touchdown. Also, Gabe Davis and McKenzie also got in the end zone too. And, um, man, they, they, uh, their defense though is what I would like to talk about. That Bill's defense. And this is with Notre Davis White. Not only they have Notre Davis White. Played two rookies out there at corner and started the fifth round rookie. That's the thing. I can't think of his name, but he went out of Villanova, fifth round pick. Started him over Kyrie Elam. And you know that's gonna make some headlines. But um if y'all know anything about again, this be knowing a little bit about college. The University of Villanova is known for basketball, but they do have a football team. And they're a zone-based program. The Bills are a zone-based team, so it was just easier to play him because he understands responsibilities in zone coverage better than Elam, who comes from Florida. That's a man-based team. So you're trying to teach a man-corner zone zone concept when you can just plug in a dude who already knows all his own concept. And he's not trash, and you put him around a bunch of talent. And you see he didn't get served a lot out there. He gave up a couple catches, but like he wasn't out there getting embarrassed because... When you know your drops and you know zone concepts, it makes it easier, especially when you play with a bunch of talented dudes and you got two all-pro safeties in Jordan Poirier and Micah Hyde over the top of you, talking to you every play, giving being that calming blanket like, hey, just know, they ain't getting over the top of us, bro. We got you. So it just made it to play easier. Elam still got in the game, too. Got to play some nickel. Played a little corner out wide, too. Um, I, I thought they played well. Again, got seven sacks, bro. Seven. Sacked Stafford seven times. And picked him off three times. Like it was, it was, it was that defense looked ready. They didn't blitz not one time. They only sent four all game and got seven sacks. If they gonna do that, the Bills will be a problem. Literally, they didn't blitz, y'all. I don't know if y'all was watching that like that hard. But no blitzes. Four man rush all game. Just four. Seven sacks. Y'all let that sit in, bro. That's that's big time. That's a not that, but again, it's week one. Defenses usually click faster than offenses. Rams also had to replace two linemen. Again, they were starting Joseph Noboon out there at left tackle, who was replacing potential Hall of Famer Andrew Whitworth. So it was a lot of new things. Like I said, it was week one. I really felt like the Rams were just unprepared. They felt like like McVeigh said at the press conference after we were unprepared. I would agree, sir. There's no way you come out and play that bad on opening night. I think they was just just wanted to see the banner drop. And just be, get the rings. And I guess that's probably all the Bills would lay down because they seen all of the championship and you would just lay down. But, like, nah, the Bills didn't lay down at all. And, again, the Rams' defense didn't play horrible. Got to, got to Allen twice, sacked him twice, picked him off twice. Their defense played decent, too. But when you got an offense playing that bad and your defense got to keep going back on the field, keep going every three and out and interception and three and out and fumble, Eventually, your defense is going to get hard and they're going to crack. And there's going to be chinks in armor and they're eventually going to start to give up touchdowns and give up big plays. And there was no resemblance of a running game whatsoever. And I think that's going to still be the Rams' Achilles heel. They ran a lot in the playoffs last year. Can't make her step this game up. But, man, third, what we got? 50 yards, 52 yards total rushing, dog, between four guys. So that's definitely a problem. But, obviously, Cooper Cup. 
picked up right where he left off. 12 catches, 128 yards, and a touchdown. He was still, you know, unstoppable out there. But, hey, we'll just let Cooper Cup go off, and we'll just stop everybody else because Cooper Cup ain't just going deep every play. He's not that, he's not that type of dude. You know, he's like Chris Godwin. He's like Michael Thomas. It's like, we'll get our money by just working the mid to intermediates. You know what I'm saying? So we can live with that. He's going to go crazy. But if we don't let, we, they never got beat over the top. Nobody ever took the top off. They never got caught sleeping. No deep ball. So deep everything in front and you play down on everything. D lineman was tipping passes. Tip passes led to interceptions. Uh, one of the D lineman, Boogie, Pat, Boogie Basham, picked off one itself. And um, I really want to talk about Jalen Ramsey. Who definitely had a terrible, terrible uh, opening uh, game, especially after the the little rah rah he talked in the preview. You know that that you know, and then you go out there and you give up, you give up. They threw it at you seven times. You gave up six of them, and two of them was for touchdowns. You gotta you gotta play better than that. I uh, I even seen a friend make a post and say, man, he looked real Hollywood out there. And as a Florida State fan, you know what I'm saying, diehard Seminole, and a big time Jalen Ramsey fan. I, he definitely felt Hollywood out there. And I've always said Jalen Ramsey is more of a safety than he is a corner, but you get paid more at corner in this league. And at the end of the day, it's a business, so you want the money. So that's why he plays corner. But he's really a, a, a strong safety, free safety, you know what I'm saying, hybrid, play a little bit in the nickel too. Kind of how Charles Woodson was on the Packers. Like that's kind of what I think his ideal role would be. But again, you get paid the big bucks to play corners. So, you know, that's why he plays corner. But again, eyes in the backfield. When he got beat deep by Diggs, he never looked back. Not never, not one time. He didn't look back till the ball was in the air. And by the time he turned around and looked, Diggs was five, six yards in front. You're not catching up with him. And you're not going to beat that ball there because you know Josh Allen's got a rocket of an arm. So I would have to agree with the homie, man. He definitely looked Hollywood out there and... Hopefully he watched the film and, he met, and you know you learn from your mistakes and realize that Stefan Diggs is a boy and you know he hear the chirping and he's always up for the uh, Mustang challenge, if you know what I mean. But um, like I said, dog, the Bills defense, even the Rams defense to a certain extent, both looked pretty good. But that Bills defense was on another level. And again, this is with no Tredavious White out there, y'all. And that just gives them more now. That just gives them the confidence to be like, hey. Take your time and come back to Davis. We're a Super Bowl team. We're, we're a championship contending team. We're going to need you when it's winning time. So take your time. Come back. We got three dudes who, who did all right. And we got uh, and they got a bunch of talent around them. They got a great front seven and that two all pro safeties. So they're going to be able to keep them, keep them guys. You know what I'm saying? Tucked off. Talk to them every play. You got Vine up there up front leading the charge. You got the boys on the back end. Like the Bills letting people know this defense is here to stay, and they only got better with Von Miller, and it showed, literally. That was their Achilles heel last year. They couldn't get sacks on the quarterback. Well, here comes Von Miller. Now everybody's going to get a sack. It's like that. It's the Von effect. He's a very good player, and he's a very good teacher and a very good leader. He one of them people that are like, man, watch what I do. I'm going to tell you some stuff, but I'm going to actually show you how to do it, and I'm going to show you how to put the work in to become great. And I thought it was I thought it was beautiful, dog. Like it was beautiful to watch. It was a great game. Like I said, I was thoroughly entertained. And um I'm I'm excited, y'all. Football is back. Football is back. And now we get into uh the games, man. We we rolling right up. Sunday'll be here before you know it. And uh obviously, you know, I'll get into our teams and ours as our the Niners, the Raiders, and the Titans and all our matchups. And um, you know, I'm I'm gonna start with us, the Titans. We got the Giants on Sunday. It's a one o'clock game, man. Um, it's a winnable game for us. Again, I just want to see. Definitely, you want to see what what the King look like, what DN look like, how healthy will he be? Say he's one hundred percent ready, full go, ain't no low management. He like, man, if they ready to give me twenty five carries, I'm ready to take twenty five carries. So, I'm definitely ready to see what he got. Obviously, I want to see what our our just we got new new second new corners. Basically, we're gonna have two new starting corners out there, and we're gonna have. Two to three new starting receivers, so and a new starting tight end. So these are just a lot of players I want to see. You know, I, I want to see again. I really want to see Austin Hooper. I think he's going to be a big addition to us at the tight end position and the rookie from Maryland. I always pronounce his name wrong. Chidbay Awuze. I know that's wrong, but I'm 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 get it right. I'm a, I'm eventually get it right. But I know I want to see I want to see our tight ends because Tannehill is real comfortable with tight ends and slot receivers. So. I think those dudes are going to make him play better. Obviously, the Giants got a whole new coach, Brian Dayball, 
from the Bills. So you know that offense is gonna definitely be explosive. It's gonna be, you know, he gonna he gonna make the he gonna try to make the correct uh adjustments. He gonna definitely try to get Saquon involved. He got a bunch of receivers out there to play with. Darius Tony, uh Sterling Shepard, Kenny Galladay. The the you know what I'm saying? They got a nice receiving core out there to 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 um, you know, walk out there to test us out. But the key to the Giants is obviously Daniel Jones. So, you know what I'm saying? If he can get anything out of him, then you know the game could be a little bit interesting. But I definitely I definitely got us winning this game. It shall be uh it should be fun though. Like I said, I really just want to see what our offense looks like. And then in defense, I want to see our secondary corners in particular, especially Caleb Farley out there, who I told you I'm expecting a big year from this year. And Rashad uh, Weaver, our defensive end, uh, who missed all of last year out of pit. So we definitely got those guys. I'm definitely looking forward to seeing what they got, what they got in store for us. And um, I'm hoping we put on a good showing, man, in week one. But again, it ain't going to be easy one game at a time. I ain't overlooking the Giants. Because they got this whole new regime. I just can't think this is the same old, same old Giants. So, you know what I'm saying? That's how you get bopped on the head is thinking that the team of last year is the team of this year. But it's a whole new stab, a whole new regime. Uh, Niners and Bears, that's the 10 o'clock game. So, obviously, I'll tune in that one first because we won't be on. So, I'll definitely watch the Niners and the Bears. Trey Lance area. I mean, the Trey Lance era. I wanted to say Trey area. All of that good stuff. It's the Trey Lance era. Obviously, Jimmy G still there as a backup. But the Lance era begins, dog. And um, what better to start with than a team that's got new head coach over there, Matt Eberflus. Matt Eberflus you know what I'm saying? The ex-coach, defensive coordinator. Uh, Bears, bro, they're not, you know, they might be the worst team in the league, dog. Just from offensive line, weapons on offense, defense, special teams. Like, they might be the worst team in the league. It's obvious some teams that could challenge them for that. So this would definitely be a game for Trey to just, you know what I'm saying, come in. Man, make your throws, make the right reads, get in and out of the huddle, get in and out of your, of your drops, get to the top of your drop, get it to your playmakers, bro, Debo and Ayuk. Um, not sure if Kittle going to play. He missed the last two practices with a growing, so we'll see. But if Kittle's there, obviously you're getting Kittle the ball. Jawan Jennings, uh, again, you know they're going to have a plethora of running backs back there. So, you know, just Elijah Mitchell going to get the first nod and then, <laughs> and made the best running back win after that because you know Shanahan gonna play the best running back. But Elijah Mitchell definitely gonna get the start. He earned that from putting in the work last year as a fifth round pick rookie. And I think the Niners are gonna win this going and coming because that Niners defense is still that Niners defense. Obviously, their secondary is gonna be really new too back there. Uh, it's not a guarantee Jimmy Ward's gonna play. So they're walking out two new safeties, walking out two out of three new corners because Verrett's not playing. So the only returner in the secondary is Mosley. So they finna walk out five, technically, new defensive backs. Well, four out of five. You know what I'm saying? So it's going to be interesting to see. But they still got Bosa. Still got uh, 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 Fred Warner. Man, you know, uh, Javon Kinlaw. They got some big dogs. Eric Armstead. So I'm expecting the Niners to, you know, with all due respect, put a throttle in on the Bears and make Trey Lance first day just, just easy and comfortable, bro, just to get it going and get the Trey Lance era going and going smoothly. I got the Niners coming and going. I don't got to score, but definitely the Niners going to win big. And then uh, the biggest game out of all of our games, y'all know I like to say are because I root for y'all teams, as I, as y'all know, because I got I got friends of Raider Niner fans. But Raiders versus Chargers. Where do I start? Boy, oh boy, oh boy. Do I start with both defenses? Do I start with both offenses? Do I do... We're going to just start with the Raiders offense versus the Chargers defense. Man, oh, man, oh, man. And to me, the key thing is going to be that Raiders, just a new-look offensive line, they about to walk out versus the new-look Chargers defensive line with Khalil Mack, Sebastian Joseph Day, uh, 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 Jared Tillery, uh, Joey Bosa. Man, they about, to, they about to come with it. And I want to see what the Raiders line can do how can they hold up against that against this pass rush and against this defense that's new look equipped that's ready to uh make a make a real push in the league and a lot of teams is crowning Chargers as the AFC West champs. I didn't if you know earlier I didn't put them as the AFC West champs in my prediction but I'm a big Justin Herbert fan. He's probably one of my favorite quarterbacks in the league. I've been a fan of him since Oregon when he was a true freshman, one of those another one of those four-year starters at uh Oregon. But I'm a big Herbert fan. Uh, I really think he's a boy in the league, so they definitely got the right pieces around him. 
I, I, I'm rooting for the Raiders, but man, it's going to be a good one. Every game in the AFC West when they line up will be a, will be a, a you could flip a coin to pick the winner. So again, it's going to be a great game. 125 kickoff. I'll probably have the double screen going with my Titans and them going. You know what I'm saying? To definitely keep an eye out on the game. But, uh, bruh. And then on the other hand, Chandler, uh, Chandler Jones is, is, is now a Raider. And now Max Crosby got a real running mate on his other side. Bro, they going to get after it. Uh, Rashawn Slater, the rookie who's the all-pro left, he finna get tested, bro. Chandler Jones, Max Crosby, that's 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 a tandem for you. And I, I like it. Again, the Raiders secondary going to be tested. They let Mullins, they traded Mullins. You know, I talked about that. I don't even know who the starting corner is going to be. Like, for real, this out, it'll only, yeah, only person I know starting is, what, Trayvon Morgan. Trayvon Mooring. Mooring, the free safety, the rookie from last year. I'm not sure if Jonathan Abram is going to start that strong safety. I really don't know who the corner is going to be. Like, we gonna, they're going to walk out a brand new defense out there. And we're going to get to see who's what and who's who. And I think that's the biggest test. And that's what makes me nervous about the Raiders right now is their defense is still a question mark. We know they got the two ends. Who gonna make it happen? But what about everything else? You know, so it's definitely a question mark on the Raiders, but it's not. Uh, you know, with an offense like that, Devontae Adams, Darren Waller, who's uh, close to getting a deal done with the Raiders, trying to trying to get an ink deal done to lock himself in, and Hunter Winfro, and I told y'all Tyron Johnson. I think he's gonna be a sleeper, but I think that that Raiders offense, all those running backs, uh, Zeus White, uh, Jacobs. Brenton Brown, the seventh round pick. Like, man, they deep out there. I think they gonna I think they gonna make something happen. It's gonna be a hell of a game. Um, I I can't even tell you who's gonna win that game. I'll be lying if I picked either team. I'm I'm just in for a good one, and I think they're gonna battle it out. I think it's gonna be a doozy though, for real. And then, like you said, all the other games, man. You got uh Browns, Panthers, obviously. We gonna everybody, it's the Baker Mayfield game. If Baker Mayfield ever had a chance to go win this game. And be able to be like, ha, I got one on y'all. This it. This it. The Browns defense is still the Browns defense. is still going to be a good defense. But Jacoby Brissett's out there. He's not terrible. He's definitely a backup quarterback. So, you know, they got enough talent out there for him to go and win. We've seen him win games on this level. But, hey, this is Baker's chance to really be able to stick it to the Browns, Brown. You know, he he's a very motivated dude. If you know his story, walk on that Texas Tech. Won the job there. Won the uh won the uh un basically won the um Heisman for un for uh people not on scholarship. You know what I'm saying? Then transferred to Oklahoma, not on scholarship, earned the scholarship, won the Heisman there. Like he's a motivated dude. He likes when the when his back's against the wall, he likes when the chips are against him. He likes all of that. He likes that pressure. I can say that. So this will get him motivated. He'll be fired up. And um in, in Baker Mayfield word, he'll be feeling real dangerous. Uh, I, I'm not sure if the Panthers going to win, though. I just don't know if they have the right amount of talent. I got Christian McCaffrey on my fantasy league. So, as long as Christian McCaffrey go crazy, I can't complain. But I really still think the Browns going to win this game, man. As much as as much as much Baker, you feel me, this is chance. But I just think the Browns are talented. They got a talented roster. And if, because, if Jacoby Brissett don't put the ball in harm's way, which is either interception or on the ground or just can't move the ball, then I can see the Browns winning this game with him. And, um, you know, like I said, it'll, it'll definitely be a good game, though. But I think the Browns will still win the game even without Deshaun Watson just because there's so much talent. And Kevin Stefanski's a really good coach, so I think he'll coach the game up. But, again, bro, I can't doubt a, a motivated Baker, dog. Like, not at all. Motivated Baker, that's a dangerous Baker, for real, for real. Then we also got Colts Texans. You know what I'm saying? That's a 10 o'clock kickoff. I ain't going to get too much into them. Whatever. Next, Eagles Lions. Um, man, the Eagles been the talk of the offseason, dog. They've made from trades to free agent signings to the draft. The Eagles have been putting together a powerhouse of a team because they basically, like I said, letting Jalen Hurst know, hey, bro, if this don't work, it's literally on you. You have everything you need here, sir, to be a successful quarterback. And Jalen Hurst, goddammit, it, if one thing we know about Jalen Hurst, that man is a winner. And I respect winners, bro. Winners are winners. That's what I care about. I don't care about your numbers. If we go out and look up, and in four weeks, the Eagles is four or five, and no, God damn it, I don't care what Jalen Hurts' number look like. So I'm definitely rooting for the Eagles this year. Jalen Hurts is one of the people that I'm rooting for in general, just him. 
and his success, bro. But his success come with the Eagles being successful. So you kind of root for the Eagles in totality. And they're going up against the Lions. Again, if you watch Hard Knocks, man, how could you not be a fan of Dan Campbell, bro? That man loves his team. He loves coaching. He loves being a leader of men. That is a that is a man's man. If you did not watch Hard Knocks, Dan Campbell is a man's man. I respect him. I respect how he hired ex-players to be his coaching staff. I really hope the Lions. The worst thing about this game is somebody got to lose. I'm a fan of, of, of Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. I like Nick Sirianni. He's a funny coach. And like I said, I love Dan Campbell and the way he loves his players. And he really go out there and fight for them dudes. The worst thing about this is somebody got to lose this game. If the Lions lose, it's like, damn, man, I don't want this to be same old Lions. And then if the Eagles lose, you're going to definitely be shocked like they shouldn't lose to the damn Lions. So it's a trap game for me. I don't really care who wins, though, but I'm, I'm rooting for both these teams in the long run, dog, because they just got great people and great players and people in the organization that I actually like. Uh, Jags and Commanders. I told you, I think Travis Etienne going to tear the world up. And y'all are seeing this game right here. I think I... I don't want the Jags to win, obviously, because that just makes confidence for our division. But I really think the Jaguars are going to beat the Commanders. I'm really, I really think Carson Wentz's career, I think his mental is shot, bro. Like, once shit get greasy, bro, he just, like, shuts down, bro, and just be reckless Carson. And I don't know. Like I said, I wish that they would have got Jimmy Garoppolo. I think they would have been a much better thing if the Washington football, the Washington Commanders had Jimmy Garoppolo. But I think the Jags going to go crazy. I think Trevor Lawrence going to take another step forward this year. I'm a realist. I think Trevor Lawrence going to take another step forward. And this is the team. I'm, I'm, I'm more nervous about the Jags than I am the Colts, bro, for real. And I think the Jags are the team to look out for outside of my Titans because I really like Trevor Lawrence. And I am telling you, Travis Etienne is a really Kamara 2.0, bro. It's the same type of hype. And he's a dangerous football player. So be on the lookout for Travis Etienne. Obviously, don't forget Trayvon walk around one, pick one. Eyes are going to be glued to that man. They, you know what I'm saying? They took you over Aiden Hutchinson for, on the Lions. So they're going to be on you. They're going to be on you, bro. We got to see that impact you're going to make. Who else? We got Patriots, Dolphins, the Mike McDaniels era. Man, all eyes is on Tua. Everybody want to know, can Tua throw? I'm telling you, within the first three plays, they're going to take a shot. Whether he catch it or not, that's going to be the thing. And, and everybody going to base the game off of if he throw a deep ball to Tyreek Hill. But he don't have to throw the ball deep to Tyreek Hill, bro. He can hand the ball to Tyreek Hill and he's going to go 90. He can throw a hitch to Tyreek Hill and he's going to go 90. Yes, it looks cute and fun that he goes deep and run by people and Mahomes can throw 80 yards down the field. But if I can throw him a 10-yard slant, he still go the same 80. 80 is 80 yards and it leads to the end zone, bro. So, like, don't jump out the window, bro. He don't. Jalen Waddle had 100 catches and 1,000 yards, bro, off just in and outs. Like, he going to get them dudes the ball. He's an accurate thrower of the football. So if you catch these dudes running in stride and they don't got to break their stride, it ain't too many DBs in the league, players in the league, catching these dudes when they get out in the open field. So I'm definitely looking forward to seeing Tyreek, the cheetah and the penguin, get down out there. And obviously, Belichick, you want to see the, the who coaches, who's calling the plays, who's calling the plays. Is it Matt Patricia? Is it Joe Judge? Hell, is Belichick going to hit our ass with the bamboozle? And he going to be calling the offensive plays. We just don't know. But one thing I'll never do is doubt the Patriots. Anytime you doubt the Patriots, they prove it wrong every time. Uh, I really don't know who's going to win this game. I'm rooting for the Patriots, though. I like Mac Jones. I like Belichick. But obviously, the Dolphins is, is one of those teams in the offseason, along with the Eagles, that just made a lot of moves, brought in a lot of players, a lot of talent. So you want to see how quickly that that talent can turn into wins and losses and success. So it's another one of those early games you're going to be tuned in for. Again, I already talked about the Ravens and the Jets, Lamar Jackson, um, Joe Flacco starting going against his squad for the first time. Should be fun. You know what I'm saying? They're going to show Flacco love. They're going to be in New York, so you ain't got to worry about booze and shit. But uh, you already know what it is. Ravens going to tell them boys a new one, but. Shout out to 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 Coach Sala and them. Um, a game that I definitely be interested in: Saints Falcons. I just got to see Jameis, Michael Thomas. I I want to see what type of uh, I want to see how Jameis looks after coming off the injury, and I want to see Michael Thomas coming off of injury. I got to see how they look. Do they got any rapport? Have they been able to throw the ball with each other? I ain't really heard about them being able to get any working out in. Will he be able to get it to him? I know he's going to throw that ball to Chris Olave because Chris Olave run deep. And you know Jameis like throwing that deep ball. But I think Saints is a, a sleeper team.
that could be a real problem in the NFC. But it all depends on my boy, another Seminole, another Florida State alum. It's all on Jameis. And if he can turn it around and, and play consistent football like he did for the first four games while he was uh, with Sean Payton last season. And they're going up against the Falcons. So the division game, you got Arthur Smith, ex-Titan coach. He brings in Mariota. He brought in a lot of ex-Titan players. Um, Again, they still on the up. They're still building up. But you want to see Drake London. You want to see Cal Pitts take another step and being this uh new super tight end where he's Listed as a tight end, but this man's a, a number one wide receiver, and he's going to be a one. He's going to go out and get double-digit touchdowns and 1,200 yards, and he's going to be a matchup nightmare. So you just want to see the ways he's going to get his two big-body receivers open and get them catches. So I'll be looking forward to seeing the young guys get down. And then you got the Mitchell Trubisky in Pittsburgh. He got the start. They're going up against Smoke and Joe. It's a lot of division games to start the season. I think I like that. It's a couple division games, bro. That's going to be good. Steelers, Bengals, that's going to be a good one. You want to see if, if, if Joe and them going to pick up where they left off or where they have what, what the Rams got looked like a little Super Bowl hangover. I know they didn't win it, but they were there. We're going to see, but I think we're going to see. They're, we're going to see if they motivated or not. Steelers got a new quarterback. Najee, uh, you know, back there another year, no more longer a rookie. They got uh, uh, Pickens, the second-round wide receiver, who was basically the talk of preseason, making plays, shoving DBs on their ass. Like, we're going to see, dog. It's going to be a fun game. This this week one is very interesting. Very, very interesting. Steelers-Bengals is another good one. Chiefs-Cardinals, life without Tyreek. Obviously, you want to see that. And then on the other end with the Cardinals, no DeAndre Hopkins for the first six games, but they added Hollywood Brown. How much film will Kyler Murray watch this week? How much film has he watched this week? Obviously, we're gonna be that's gonna be the talk of the offseason. It's just how good he plays. Anytime he pass bad plays, or not bad plays, anytime he makes plays that are bad reads, then everybody's gonna go back to blaming it on film. But again, that is his own fault for letting them put that in his contract because he don't watch film. Or he don't watch enough film. I ain't gonna say he don't watch film. He don't watch enough film. And again, we're gonna see Kyler Murray, bro. You got your money, so. Let's see if you can go be great. Another division game, Packers-Vikings. Another, no Devontae Adams no more. What Aaron Rodgers going to do? They saying Alan Lazard might not play either. So you really finna walk out there with Sammy Watkins, Randall Cobb, and two rookies. And Imani Rodgers. And we going to see what it do after two. Robert Tanyan's back off an of injury. But A-Rod is A-Rod, bro. So I can't, I can't knock A-Rod. That's, he, he ain't two-time back-to-back MVP for nothing. Like, you know what I'm saying? He make, the, with all due respect, bro, he make receivers, bro. Just look at the history, bro. This is what he do. He make them. He make them. He make them and shake them. He make them and shake them, dog. It's just the way the game go. And he going to make one of these receivers turn into something crazy. And in a few years, they're going to get too raw. And he going to have to shake their ass, too. But I just, I feel like the Packers not going to miss a beat, blood. Like, and that ain't no knock to Devontae Adams. It's more of a kudos to Aaron Rodgers, bro. Like, for real. And then they going up against the Vikings. Kevin O'Connell, new head coach. Uh, he's come off the Rams. He come from the Rams cloth. So as much as they got Dalvin Cook and all these running backs, I'm like, are you going to run the ball out? Or are you going to throw it a lot? Because we see that the Rams just throw the ball around the yard. They don't run the ball. And most of the people that come out of the McVay tree don't run the ball. Joe Burrow and them, uh, Zach Taylor, come from that tree. He doesn't really run the ball. Joe Mixon be getting like 12 carries a game, 13 carries, and they'll throw him the ball like three times. But like, are you going to feed Dalvin Cook or is he going to just be a, you know, little receiver back on the backfield, probably get 13, 14 carries? And other than that, you're going to let Kirk Cuzzo fling it around to, to uh, Thielen and Jefferson? I mean, you know, if that's what you're going to do, then do what you do. But I don't know how much that's going to work. I think you need some balance, dog. I just think you need balance. You need a little bit of balance. But, uh, yeah, that's going to be an interesting one. And then Sunday night, we'll all be tuned in. Bucks cowboys they gave us a doozy last year to start the season. And I think they're going to give us another good one. I think it'll be another good game. Another literally last drive type of game winning type of drive. I think these teams are well matched. Cowboys defense is, is very opportunistic. Micah Parsons is only going to get better. Like his ceiling is not what he did last year. He's going to be better than last year. And he's going to be even better as, as the season gets on. This guy is really a problem. He already one of the 10 best players in the league on defense, to me personally. Again, that's my personal opinion. Michael Parsons is a top 10 defensive player in the league already. And um, I think he's only going to get better. Obviously, we want to see Brady 
you know, everybody was mad he was going for 11 days. I'm like, man, you could have just said he was hurt and sat out for 11 days. Like, bro, ain't that man's Brady, bro. He ain't. There's nothing that the Cowboys are going to show Brady that he has not seen yet. Like, man, getting a rapport with his receivers, bro, like, that's not stuff he needs, bro. Like, they really was making a big deal of Brady missing 11 days, bro. Brady could have missed a month, and I still wouldn't have gave a care, bro. It is Tom Brady, the GOAT. He finna come out, and y'all ain't even gonna know he missed 11 days, bro. <laughs> like, come on now. Like, this dude, this dude, I'm pretty sure whatever he was doing for 11 days, he did a little bit of football in the meantime, in between time. Whether that was reading, watching film, maybe even just a little workout. Maybe he threw the ball around wherever he was. Like, man, this is Brady, dog. Like, this is what he do. So, like, man, y'all tripping with the Brady missing 11 days. The media made too much of a big deal of it, and I really hate it. That they ran with that like that. Like, chill, dog. Like, man, it's Brady. And he going to silence the critics as soon as he step out there and do what he do best. And that's just be great. And then to finish off, uh, Monday night, dangerous, back in Seattle. But he he coming in the Bronco jersey. Broncos country. Let's ride. Yeah, man, he's he's uh, I love Russ, man. He's he's a, he's a positive dude. I don't, I love people who are who just always pull out the best in things, you know, and um. He's got he's got an uphill battle to climb. The Broncos are they already penciled them guys as a playoff team, and he has to do that. Like they didn't bring you in and give you that money to not. Like they they know what they're they know they they feel like they're a quarterback away. That's exactly what they felt like. We're a quarterback away from from what we need. And Seattle finna start Geno again. I think they just playing it safe. Like hey. We're going to play with these two dudes, and we're going to get a top pick, and we're going to draft one of these many quarterbacks, a few that I'll name as I start my college football talk in the next segment. You know what I'm saying? One of these young young quarterbacks at one of these colleges. But if not, we just play with Geno and Drew and let them spin and see. You know, if Drew Locke or Geno looks like a franchise quarterback, then, hey, we sign him and keep it lit. But I think Geno and Drew Locke showed us what they got, bro. I thought Drew Locke was going to be able to do something, motivated after getting traded. Like, you know, you were a part of the rest deal, bro. That mean they wanted you. But I don't know if he's got it, you know? So we'll see. But I, I think, you know, DK got his money. He don't care. He's like, I'm just going to run deep, throw it up. We're going to figure it out. But I definitely think uh, Seattle's definitely in a rebuild year. And, um, man, we're going to see. But, again, I, I don't think nobody's going to boo Russ. I think it'll be all love. I think they're going to cheer crazy for him. If they boo Russ, that would be insane, bro. That would be insane if they boo Russell Wilson. But, again, man. Fans are crazy. Fans are crazy. As a fan, I understand that fans are crazy. So they could definitely come with the booze, but that'd be stupid. I even seen uh, Tyler Lockett came out and was like, they'd be a fool to boo Russell Wilson. Like, he's not that type of dude. Like, he didn't even leave on no animosity. He even left speaking glorious about Seattle on the way out. So I definitely think that's going to be a good game on Monday night. I think Russ going to put on the show. I'm thinking four or five touchdowns. You know, Russ going to try to act up. In Seattle. Uh, but again, dog, that's all the games. We, football is officially here, y'all. We ain't got to wait no longer. We had some games. Yes, we had a game yesterday. We got games on Sunday. It's back, y'all. But I'm about to take a little break, pay some bills, drink some water. You already know it's sober September, so I ain't doing no drugs right now or drinking. But uh, stay tuned. I'll be back and I'm going to talk college football. We got games tonight and tomorrow's the big game. Stay tuned. It's the Bringing the Wood podcast. It's your boy D Wood. Yo, 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 welcome back to the Bringing the Wood podcast. I am your host, D. Wood. And again, this is a football Friday, man. We about to get into some college football. We got games all, all through the weekend. Games, it was a couple games yesterday. It's going to be games today, games Saturday. Bunch of games Saturday. Uh, some real light games today. Two game, games that's today is some light games. Got Boise State versus New Mexico State. You also got Louisville versus UCF. I'm a twin into those because I just I like I like college football, so I'll tune into those. I know a couple guys for those teams, but those games are gonna be too too popping like that. So we'll we you know we'll 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 get to the better games. Let me let me let's go down the list. A couple games we got going. We'll start with uh I guess the biggest game of the weekend. Actually, one of the early games. It actually starts at nine in the morning. Probably one of the bigger games. Bama versus Texas. Which is gonna be a doozy. You got uh Quinn Ewers, the Texas quarterback who transferred from Ohio State, the number one quarterback uh in last year's class. So he's now transferred from Ohio State because CJ Stroud's there, so you can't play there. So you don't want to sit on the bench for three years, wait for him to leave. So he transferred to Texas and he's he's uh he got to start this year as a sophomore. 
Quinn Ewers, and I'm probably pronouncing that last name wrong, but going up, and they got the running back, B. John Robinson, who probably will be a first-round running back. You know, and it's never, it's not, a, it's usually only one coming out every year now, and B. John Robinson from Texas. If you don't know who he is already, tune into the game. He'll still make a few plays. I still think Bama going to kind of wipe the floor with Texas, but this is Steve Sarkeesian, Bama XOC, second year as Texas coach, so he knows a little bit about Bama, so we'll see, but again, Bama's got Bryce Young, who's a potential top 10 quarterback, top one of the top two, three quarterbacks coming out. Um, uh, Will Anderson, who they got projected as the number one pick on the draft, defensive end out of Bama. And Bama has a lot more ballers out there. Eli Ricks, the transfer in from LSU to play corner. They still got Kool-Aid McKinstry, who they got, playing corner on the other side. It's, it's going to be a nice game. Uh, we're going to see. Texas has definitely added some players. They got a lot of players to transfer in. And they got some boys. And like I said, man, they got a top quarterback and they got a top running back on that offense. But So we're going to see. But it's can that Texas defense do anything with that Alabama offense? That's the key. It's can, they def, can that defense get some stops to help that Texas offense get a couple more possessions? Because that's what it's going to take to try to knock off them Bama boys. And again, I don't think it's going to happen. But again, that's why you watch college football, bro. Because anything can happen, bro. Anything, I'm telling you. I don't know if y'all watch ball, but the Bama Texas game, it come on at nine. It's bright and early. It's gonna be a good one. And um, again, like I said, a couple of the playmakers there. I'm definitely gonna be tuned in to see, man. You're gonna see a lot of NFL talent out there. So, you know, tune in and learn some guys if you already ain't hip to it. You know what I'm saying? Another game that's gonna come on that I would like y'all to tune into: South Carolina at Arkansas. I'm a Arkansas, I ain't an Arkansas fan, but they got this quarterback named KJ Jefferson. And this is a he a big dude. He's been starting there for like two years now. And this is a he a big kid. And he just he kind of reminds me of like uh, uh he like a mix between like Dante Culpepper and if y'all remember old school Bruce Eugene from Grambling back in the day, bro. He's a big bruising kid and he can run. He got a cannon of an arm. And I, I really like him. You know what I'm saying? And they're going up against South Carolina. And the only reason why I'm really interested in South Carolina. It's because if y'all do remember Spencer Rattler at Oklahoma, he transferred to South Carolina. So I just kind of, I'm more interested in to see how good. You don't got all this talent that you had at Oklahoma. You don't got Riley calling your plays now. Let's see what you do uh, as the South Carolina quarterback. They both want to know. It's an SEC battle. It's another 9 a.m. game. So I'll kind of have it on on the side while I'm tuned in to the Bama-Texas game. Unless the Bama-Texas game get out of hand, then I'll just fully turn into the Arkansas game. Like I said, I, I like K.J. Jefferson. And they got a, a freshman running back number six. I can't think of his name right now for Arkansas, but a freshman running back number six. He was uh, balling last weekend in the Cincinnati game when I was watching him, and he looked really good. So I, I'll tune in again to try to get his name. And, you know, I, I, I'll, get it, I'll get it on y'all, get it for y'all. Um, who else we got? Tennessee versus Pittsburgh. Tennessee is number 24. Uh, they got, uh, his name is Herd, Herndon Hooker. Played quarterback. He went number five. He's, I actually like him. He, uh, he reminds, he kind of looked like he might be in up transferring to a wide receiver and change his position. He does a lot of running, but he, he got a nice little arm. He's really athletic. And he does try to stay in the pocket sometime, but as soon as he get greasy, he'll cut. But I really just want to see Tennessee because they got a lot of transfers to come in. Like that's the big thing. A lot of transfers come in. It's gonna be new talent there. So I definitely think they can pull the upset off on Pittsburgh. Technically, it wouldn't be an upset. It's only an upset because Pittsburgh ranked higher at 17 and Tennessee is 24. Pittsburgh, obviously, they had Kenny Pickett last year, who is now a Steeler. They had Jordan Addison, who transferred to SC. Um, so they 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 that's kind of why they ranked high. They had a lot of talent that was there that got them put in this position. But um yeah, I think Tennessee gonna beat them, and like I said, it'll, it'll be an upset, but not technically. But I definitely think that that should be a game you all might want to tune into. That's at twelve thirty on ABC, also. So you know, what I'm saying <clears throat> Bama game, it's not should be coming to a close by that time if it ain't already over. And that's another game you can tune into that I think will be a, a definitely a good game. And two unranked teams that's gonna play Iowa, Iowa State. Uh, 1 p.m. game. They always play each other to a barn burner. Um, it's gonna they 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 really dirty. They get down there and it's a dirty football game. They be beating each other asses, and I thoroughly enjoy watching Iowa Iowa State play every year. If you want to see some physical football, ladies and gentlemen, like if you like to watch offensive linemen and running backs really get down, tune into the Iowa Iowa State game. You are gonna really see that, like some real life grimy get down, running people over. And now my favorite game. 
Probably that's going to be the most interesting game the whole weekend is at 4 o'clock on ESPN, Kentucky versus Florida. Everybody, not everybody, but, you know, if you watch college football, y'all know Florida got this quarterback name. Uh, Emory, not Emory, but uh, Richardson. I just forgot his first name just like that. His last name is Richardson. I hate that. I just forgot his name like that. But um, they got him projected to be, you know, uh, a top, you know what I'm saying, 15 player taken in the draft, top 20 player. And he's literally carrying the Florida team. You know what I'm saying? And the, and I said Emory because they had Emory Jones, but he transferred out because they were giving the job to Richardson. So Emory Jones transferred out. And that's why I said Emory. But Emory is at another school who I also will get to because I want to see him play also. But, um, yeah, uh, uh, Richardson is a, a beast. He's a big guy, about 6'4", 6'5", 230. He wears 15, but he reminds me of Tebow and Cam Newton. Like, you know what I'm saying? He's got that type of build, that type of athleticism, that type of arm. And um, he's, a, he's a real problem to deal with. But Florida, I mean, but Kentucky ain't no pushover. They also got a quarterback who, if y'all don't know, get used to him. He'll be a first-round pick also. His name is Will Levis. He played quarterback for Kentucky. And I don't know if y'all know Wondell Moore, who just got drafted by the Giants. He the reason why he go in the second round. You get drafted high in the second round because you make plays, but you got to get somebody to throw you the ball. And Will Levis can throw the ball. He's about 6'3". He's a good quarterback, scrambler, a little athletic dude. But Will Levis slang that iron in the SEC. And this is going to be an underrated, very good battle in the SEC uh, for some early SEC prominence because, you know, man, SEC, they're going to all knock each other off. They're going to they gonna sock each other up and, and pick each other apart. But Will Levis is a, is a really good quarterback. So if you don't know who Will Levis is or if you don't know who Anthony Richardson is also, there it is. See how I just rolled off my tongue? Or Anthony Richardson, this is a game you could watch, 4 o'clock, ESPN, bro, two good quarterbacks uh, leading two good SEC teams. You can see some good football, bro. It's going to be good football on Saturday to get us ready for the NFL on Sunday. Also, Arizona State, and again, that's Emory Jones, who transferred from uh, Florida, transferred to Arizona State to be their starting quarterback because Jaden Daniels, who transferred to LSU, used to be the uh, Arizona State starting quarterback. It's a lot. It's, it's, a, it's a whole lot. It's a lot of transfer protocol. I'll be all in. I'm very into it because I'd be liking where these quarterbacks go because they all be the top quarterbacks in the country coming out of high school. So when they bounce around, I like to kind of keep I try to keep uh, keep up where they at because I like to watch them. Even when they go to these smaller schools and places that ain't as big as where they were, I still want to see if you still a good quarterback or even if it's another position. But, you know, the main position that transfers quarterbacks because only one can play at a time. So they transfer. Emory Jones transferred to Arizona State, and he won his first game too also. But they're going up against number 11, Oklahoma State. And Oklahoma State got a quarterback. I want to say his name. His last name is Sanders. First name, it's, it's SS. His first name is an S also. I always forget first names because I'll be trying to remember so many college players. But he's a three-year starter. This is third year starting at Oklahoma State. I think he's a senior now. And it's like, I want to say it's, I ain't going to even slay that man's name. Don't even worry about it. But his last name, Sanders, like I said, Oklahoma State, number 11. They got one of the top-ranked defenses, but they lost their defensive coordinator to Oklahoma. So they gave up 40-something points last week. This, this, got one, this is one of those trap games right here where if – Oklahoma State don't play the game correctly. They could lose this game to unranked Arizona State. And Oklahoma State is number 11 in the country. This is one of those games. Tune in to, y'all. 4 o'clock, 4.30 on ESPN2. It's going to be a good one. I, I definitely like Emory Jones. I think he's a good little dual-threat quarterback. Like I said, Sanders for Oklahoma State can really slang it. They run, you know, four wide receivers, and he gets to throw the ball around the yard. And he looks pretty good. So I think he can be maybe a, a second-round, third-round quarterback also. It's, it's a lot of good quarterbacks in college right now. And I just think that comes from everything going on with just the coaching, the training that these kids get earlier now and younger. That it's just you can be a good quarterback at any school and, and they can find you because, like I said, bro, they're putting in so much work now as quarterbacks from as babies now going to all these quarterback camps and these passing academies. And it's just making for better football for us to watch and more better players go to the NFL and Canada and everywhere else. You know what I'm saying? So definitely look out. And last but not least, uh, it also, the late game, it's probably the latest game, it's Baylor versus BYU. BYU ranked 21. They got this quarterback named Max Hall. He'd been starting since Zach Wilson left. And he literally just looked like Zach Wilson 2.0. Strong arm, athletic, rocket cannon. Um, and he, he's, he's a, he started all last year. And they, this is when he first, he first caught the scene last year. And that's kind of why I know who he is now. So that's why I ain't even going to front. 
Baylor ranked number nine. I'm saying take take BYU on the upset if you out there. If you're a gambling man, take BYU on the upset. I really like BYU. I think they're a well-coached football team, bro. And they're physical, and they're smart, and they play for four quarters, bro. Four of them things. And I really like Max Hall. I think he's a good quarterback also. I think he got potential to be a, a late first, second round, like, you know, day two quarterback. These guys all going to show they keep, you know, every quarterback going to go first round. So some of these dudes going to fall. But these guys all got NFL talent. And you'll see that's why you see so many teams ranked that you wouldn't even expect. Because, man, they got a good quarterback who probably transferred. I was like, man, I ain't finna go be no backup. So I'm finna, I'm finna play over here. But 7-15 on ESPN, bro. BYU, Baylor. It's going to be a doozy, bro. Like I said, number nine, Baylor, to be exact, versus number 21, BYU. And I, I really think BYU might shock them boys and get an upset. But again, man, it's a big college football Saturday. And like I said the biggest game is definitely the biggest game on TV that you would say will be the Texas-Alabama game. But I'm telling y'all that Florida-Kentucky game, that's the one to watch. That's the one to watch right there. But you know what I'm saying? But again, they come on a different time, so you're going to be able to watch them both. But um, that that man, that's my college football take. I, you know, I can. It's it's gonna be more games. That's even less than that. But I just want to give y'all a couple of them. Again, the more y'all get to know me, the more I bring y'all in on these football Fridays. Y'all gonna get to see like, okay, this man really be watching college football. Like I'm gonna be giving y'all names of players, the teams that probably unranked. But I'm like, hey, this dude got first round skill. Or they got a receiver over here who be tripping. If you like watching good receiving, watch this team. If you like watching good rushing, watch this team. You want to see some physical defense, watch these teams. Like this is what I do. Like I'm gonna watch so much college football tomorrow. It don't make no sense. But, again, I'm telling you, I'm a college football junkie. I love it. I thrive for it. Hey, and I'm going to go check out a couple high school games today myself and go watch some. So, hey, man, once I get a good grip on that, maybe I'll start talking high school a couple teams out the way where I stay at now. But I'm telling you all, man, big things is coming from this podcast, bro. And I, like, every, every week I feel like I say I got to thank the people who stayed on my ass. And I, I think I'm going to thank y'all every episode so y'all understand that I really mean that, dog. I feel like a better person that I'm doing this again. I really enjoy doing this. I really love giving people information that I go out and you feel me? Go out and either watch it, read it, study it. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm like, you know, I'm trying to be like a fake way. You feel me? Analysts out here in these streets for y'all. The hood analysts. Just give y'all my take on things, you know. Uh, like a beat writer. I ain't flying to these cities and, and actually interviewing these players, but I go look up, I go to these teams' pages and read all their interviews and talk and I don't get to talk to them myself, but read their interviews and all the shit they talk about it. I try to bring it to y'all as the best way I can. And I'm glad y'all can actually receive the information. I'm actually getting a lot of praise on Facebook. So if you don't follow me on Facebook, Dana Real Wood on Facebook, you can uh, follow me on there and you'll get all my, my podcasts and all my information come from there. Um, you know what I'm saying? I'm working on my cooking stuff right now. I really enjoy cooking. So if y'all like cooking, I'm finna get into a YouTube uh, chefing with Shaba. I really enjoy cooking. So y'all will see that coming soon. I'm just trying to uh, build a base from this Capricorn Chronicle Productions, man. If you got some type of podcast, YouTube, hell, anything you're trying to do and you need some some some, some production, some production help, holla at your guala, man. Capricorn Chronicle Productions can help you with that. I'm telling y'all, y'all already know what it is, man. It's a beautiful Friday. I'm finna get out here and get a little bit of this sunlight before it get too hot because where I'm at, it's a thousand degrees by like three o'clock. So I definitely want to get out, get some sun and enjoy it. Get out. Like I said, I'm gonna catch some high school football and then get ready for Saturday to unload on this college football, bro. I am so excited for college football and the big games about to roll out now. Hey, y'all, it's the Bringing the Wood podcast. It's your boy, D. Wood. It's the Camper Chronicle Productions, the best podcast in the world. Thank y'all for tuning in again. Happy Fuck Work Friday. It's the Bring the Wood podcast. It's D. Wood. And y'all know what I just did. I just brought the wood. Let's have a good one today, people. I'm out.